Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. Here's the deal. You are listening to one of our earlier episodes And in the time that we've been doing the show, our audio quality has improved and continues to improve. So while the content is good in the early episodes, the sound quality is not so great. You may want to start with a more recent episode, or if you're really patient, you can start at the beginning and just stick with us. Trust us, it does get better. Welcome to Something's Not Right. I'm Olivia. And I'm Tashauna. And we like to talk about terrible things and boners. Terrible boners. All right. Either either one or one of each. There are, let's see, in this story there are maybe some boners, but this is, this is not a boner focused story. That I'm going to tell you about. Um, do, we, do we have two stories this episode? We do have two stories. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. And what I'm going to do here is I'm going to tell you this terrible story. It's a child murder. Of course. Um, bum your shit out. But then, like a boner, I'm going to just like bring things back up, right? Um, as long as it's a, bo- a good with, boner. With with something less terrible. The, the other thing, there's some murder involved, but... Um, it's not there's, innocent kids. There's no, no, and there's some, there's some, some good stuff in it too. Okay. Okay. So let's start with a terrible. Um, six people were staying at four two three Westview Avenue. I don't know why I always give these addresses, but well, people may want to look it. I up. like to look these things up, even in other cities. I like to, you know, look it up on Street View. Sometimes to get a visual. Um, recreation in your mind. So, okay. Six people were staying in this house. Um, it's in Nashville's affluent Bellmead neighborhood, which I think I've brought up a time or two before. 
Uh, we is, like exposing that even affluent people are up to no good. Yeah, there's some shits going down in Belmede. So this was on an October evening in 1976. Okay. Um, and in the home that night was the home's owner, Dr. Homer Pace. Oh, it's a good name. Homer, yeah. Dr. Homer. His adult daughter, Kathy Pace Johnston, Johnston's three-and-a-half-year-old daughter, Heather Elizabeth Johnston, uh, also Dr. Pace's son's 26-year-old James Richard Pace and 18-year-old Homer Pace III, as well as the youngest son's 19-year-old friend, William Thomas Glenn. Um, and I'm going to break these down to some, some nicknames. That last one and... sounds like a serial killer. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm going to break no these names. No offense if you're an upstanding citizen. I, yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll see. Okay. So I'm going to break these down a little bit. I think these, some of these people have some nicknames. Maybe it'll make it a little bit easier to know what's what. Um, but the so house. were they all living there except for the friend? N no. Um, the, okay. So Dr. Pace, that was his house. His daughter was living there. The with her with the little, little girl. girl. Yeah. Okay. And then I think his younger son, the 18-year-old, was living there. Um, the 26-year-old son was just there for the weekend. And then William Thomas Glenn was a, a friend of his youngest son. Okay. So everybody in the house woke up at around 2.30 in the morning to James. That's the, um, the older son. And he went by Jamie, so that's what I'm going to call him. Um, James screaming, help me, help me. Oh, no. Uh, Dr. Homer Pace, Kathy Johnston, and Homer Pace the third. That's the, the youngest, youngest son. son and, okay. And henceforth, we'll call him Mac. I don't know why. That's what they called him. Mac. They ran into okay. Jamie's bedroom and found him struggling with Bill Glenn, William Thomas Glenn. The friend. Yeah. Um, and who they said was holding a bloody butcher knife. What? Yeah. Yeah, it's not a good situation. So they were able to subdue Bill, and at that point, Kathy called the police in an ambulance. Um, according to some later testimony, Bill said around that time, he said, I didn't do it to Heather, my mother did, to Heather's family. Heather's the little girl. Um, so it was then that Heather's mother went into the little girl's room and found her. Oh, no. Heather had been sexually assaulted. And stabbed around two dozen times. The With most, a butcher knife? Yeah. The most severe wounds being in the stomach and lower back. Um, the medical examiner, T. Simpkins, who I think his name's come up before. It has. Um, he later said that in his 20 years on the job, he didn't think he'd seen anything that bad involving a child. And, and actually, okay, I have it in my notes here. You may remember his name. Um coming out of our first episode uh when we talked about the murder of kathy jones there was a little and that one was pretty bad yeah that was that was really bad so this must have been well i mean 24 times with a butcher knife yeah that's even on an adult would be pretty harsh but on a child who has a little body that's like some rage. that's insane so, Heather was taken to Baptist Hospital. Uh, she was still alive? Apparently. But she died around 6 a.m. on the operating table. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. It's just tragic. 
Um, and then Jamie, her uncle, was stabbed in the upper chest and arm, but he survived. He was hospitalized for a month after the attack oh because he had a punctured lung and liver. So Bill Glenn, who was a senior at Lebanon High School, I think we've talked about Lebanon before. We don't want to die there. I know we established that. And um, they have interesting things current when you go to the flea market nowadays. Oh, that's right. That's right. With the, the local porn and the local and the honey. Porno. All one-stop shopping. Um, well, at Lebanon High School, that's where Bill Glenn was a senior. So he was very quickly charged with the murder Carnal knowledge of a girl under 12, which I, I hope they've changed the wording on that. I, I just don't like that. It's, I don't like it. It needs to be called rape. Um, or that's some old timey stuff. Yeah. Because, you know, that's where fuck comes from. Huh? Foreign lawful carnal knowledge. Like, that's what that what? stands for. And then Van Halen <laughs> album that, just a little trivia fact. But yeah, that's where that comes from. It used to be an acronym. Wow. This is like the most important thing I've learned today or any Yeah, day. so I get why they said carnal knowledge in it. That used to be a very popular term wow. for fucking. I mean, I had heard, yeah, I had heard that term before. I just didn't know about the fuck thing. The more you know. Mm-hmm. So who We're was... bringing you the... Straight facts. Well, we're here to educate people um, about boners. I mean, that's definitely boner related. And horrible things happening to people a a lot of times right here in our lovely state. Um, So they charged him with that and murder. Murder and then also assault with intent to commit murder. Oh, for the other guy. Right. Um, And Heather's family had actually recently dealt with a lot of tragedy and trouble around that time her maternal grandmother had died just the previous summer from cancer so that's okay homer's bummer wife and that june heather actually almost drowned in her grandparents pool the little had, girl yeah oh god um, you know they had a pool they lived in Belmont. i guess that's just kind of how it goes um but she fell in when she was reaching for a toy and she actually saved herself using skills she learned just a few days before that at a ymca swimming class see and um it's good to go to them ymca classes that's right uh so that incident actually led to her picture being on the 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 front of the next day's um tennessean and i'm going to include that on the blog that picture okay. of her because that's the i mean that's the only picture i've seen of her and she was a pretty little girl um and then two years before all of this, Dr. Pace was actually injured in a fall, and that forced him to retire from his practice. I'm not... What kind of doctor was he? Uh, that I couldn't find out. Um, his son, Jamie, I know at the time that this attack occurred, was studying to become a dentist. Okay. So, he could have been a dentist. I'm not real sure. Um, but Heather had actually just moved with her mother... Um, to Nashville from Atlanta that previous spring in 1976. Yeah, her mom and dad had just separated. Um, and her mom, Kathy, was unemployed. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but she kept house for, for her dad, Dr. Pace. Um, so Heather was apparently getting along well in Nashville and she'd made lots of little friends in the neighborhood. One neighbor said she liked to play with dolls and talk a lot, just like other other little kids her age. 
Um, they do talk a lot at that age, let me tell you. Um, sorry, my computer's yelling at me. I thought maybe there was a frog in our midst. It's, yeah, it sounds like a little frog or like a weird, weird fart. Um, <laughs> so maybe it's both. It's a frog fart. It's a, it's a gassy frog. Um, surely they get gas. Probably. I mean, they're like taking in all that air in their mouth. I don't know. Kind of. I don't know. <laughs> so. Dr. Pace's youngest son, Mac, um, he lived there at the Pace home on Westview Avenue. And he's um, the one's friends with Lebanon guy. Well, yeah, Lebanon McStabby Town. Right. And Lebanon McStabby Town, Bill, he and Mac had been friends since attending Castle Heights Military Academy together oh, in the 5th no. to 8th grade. Yeah, I think my grandfather might have gone there for a minute. And then one of the, both the Allman brothers, both the Allman brothers go there. Dwayne and Greg? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. It says on Wikipedia. I'm too lazy to look it up. I'm not calling JR in here because he'll he'll commandeer the whole conversation. But he'll tell us facts about some like <laughs> statue that you can find on some street that nobody cares about. Right. Doesn't have a boner. So doesn't have a boner, not interested. I don't want to see it. Um so so they had been friends since they went to Castle Heights together from 5th to 8th grade. Um, Bill's dad was a teacher there during the time they attended the school. And I think they actually lived there on the campus, the, the Bill's family. Oh. Um, according to the Tennessean, those who knew him described Bill as, quote, a likable enough person, but a slow <laughs> learner. Likable enough. He's likable enough, enough. but he's kind of dumb. Um, teachers and fellow students said Bill's trouble learning was partly because he had a problem with his eyesight that got him behind in school. Hmm. And he, he wore really thick glasses to correct it. And, and I've got a picture of him that I'll put up. I mean, he looks like, you can tell there's like something going on with his eyes. Like he eyes. looks a little cockeyed? Yeah, there's something, something's not right with it. So I, I can see that. And I guess, I mean, I never really thought about it, but I guess if you're having trouble reading, it's totally conceivable he could get way behind no um, for sure so i don't know that he was like and especially if he was embarrassed by it and didn't want to get additional help so well and i don't know that he like was slow for any other reason i didn't get that impression it sounded okay. like it was maybe the the eyesight thing but they had him in a resource classroom so a class for kids who Falling yeah. behind academically. Do they still call it that? They called it I, that when I was in school. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, but he had just been moved that year, his senior year, to a traditional classroom. Oh, okay. And one teacher said there was some sort of problem keeping him in school, but she wasn't sure what it was. Um, I, they didn't really elaborate on that. So mm, I don't, I don't okay. know if his attendance sucked. But his teacher said they hadn't observed him to be violent. Um, on the night of the crime, Bill was staying at the Pace home, obviously, mm -hmm. and he and Mac bought some vodka and a uh -oh. six-pack of beer, and were they were hanging out. Like, they didn't have a lot of money to go out, so they were hanging out and watching Saturday Night Live, which had to be really new. Though. That's the year it came out. 76? I'm pretty sure, Yeah, it was yeah. 75 or 76. Um, so they were watching that and drinking, and Mac went to bed between 11.30 and 11.45, um, and so he wasn't sure whether or not Bill went to bed. The plan was for Bill to sleep in a converted 
attic bedroom. Mm -hmm. And Mac was just going to be sharing that bedroom with Bill. But Bill stayed up listening to music and reading and drinking after Mac went to bed. And uh, Bill told reporters later on that he heard a noise. So he went downstairs to check it out. He passed through Heather's room and into Jamie's room. And he claimed that as far as he knew, Heather was still in her bed when he went through her room. Oh, now I'm imagining the layout of their house. I bet they have that thing where bedrooms used to be connected. Yeah. And then sometimes there'd be a bathroom in between the two of them. I hate that. That was a real big thing back in a certain time. I don't like that. I don't like having two ways into a bathroom. Um, which we have that here. We don't here. like being sneak attacked. <laughs> we, we have that toilet. here, but it's like through our closet and I keep it blocked off. There's just not, I want no part of that. So, um, he said that he was drunk, but he knew what was going on. I mean, I guess he like what he was saying. He wasn't just hammered, like blackout, blackout drunk. drunk. Yeah. He knew what was going on and was trying to help. He said that, um, help, uh, help what? I don't know. He didn't. He didn't specify. <laughs> okay. I, I guess just because he'd heard a noise and he oh, felt like something bad it. was happening. Um, he said that another person could have been there and he might not have seen them because of his bad eyesight. <coughs> Sorry, Jamie Pace. Um, that's again the oldest brother. He was studying dentistry in Memphis, and so he'd come to town for the weekend. He was um, making preparations to open a practice in Nashville for after he was going to finish school that year. Um, he later testified that he was actually up late in his room working on a loan application for the business, and he went to bed around 1.30 in the morning, but sometime shortly after... This was on a Friday? Uh, well, Saturday, I guess, okay. for Saturday Night Live. I'm, oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Just kidding. <laughs> so, sometime shortly after that, he heard a noise coming from downstairs that sounded like like the opening and closing of the kitchen drawers. And he assumed it was his dad making the noise um, because his dad's bedroom was downstairs. Basically, this house was two floors plus the attic. Got level. it. Um, so, a little bit later, Jamie heard his bedroom door open, and he saw Bill standing there. And um, he thought Bill had come in by mistake. And I think he said, I, I want to say that I read it. He didn't want to say anything to him because he didn't want to embarrass him. But I don't know. I'd be weirded out if somebody's, like, standing there. In my so, the room. oldest brother said that Bill came into his bedroom. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, um, yeah, I'd be like, uh, what's up, man? <laughs> But he knew he knew Bill had been drinking with his his younger brother earlier in the evening, and he just figured he got got confused and wandered in there. Um, but it was just like right then Bill started to attack him. So that's pretty nuts. Cut back to like when the family was all in there and they were subduing. Yeah, I want to know what this thing is. Why he yelled the thing about the sister? Uh, you mean his mom? Um, Wait, you mean he said his own mother did this? Yeah. Yeah. What? Um, well, we're, we're getting there. Okay, so that's just insane, unless she just popped up out of nowhere. Yeah, there's some, some weirdness happening here, but, um, during, during that period that the family had all come in there and they were subduing him, 
Um, he said that his mother was a prostitute and okay. repeated his claim that she was responsible for Heather's stabbing. Um, and at this time, they hadn't seen her yet, Heather. Uh, no, and I think it was like when he was sort of saying that stuff, her mom was like, you know, oh shit, and I'm gonna, I gotta go check on the baby, yeah. you know. Um, so police confirmed that Bill's mom had no record of prostitution, and there was no evidence that there was any truth to that claim. He's just weird. Yeah. Um, and his mom actually told a radio reporter that her son must have been confused because he'd been drinking that night. She said she didn't believe that Bill really thought she was a prostitute. Um, That's just an odd thing to exclaim. He said he. She told the radio guy he didn't like for her to go on dates because oh. she she and the dad were divorced. Um, now I see where that's going. But Bill didn't seem to mind when his dad went on dates. Well, I mean, that's a com. That's a thing. Fucking Norman Bates here. Um, so maybe he blamed his mom more than his dad for the divorce. Probably, probably. Um, but Bill was covered in blood when the detectives got there. Obviously. Um, shortly after his arrest, reporters interviewed Bill in his jail cell. Oh, which, yeah, that's back when that still happened. Yeah, um, that's crazy. Um, but he told them he didn't commit the crime. He said he found Jamie with the stab wounds and was attempting to help him. He also told the reporters he was scared. Um, this interview happened before he had any legal representation because of course uh, a lawyer is going to tell you shut the fuck up yeah come on people um but his dad here is a crazy thing his dad had granted permission for the interview i don't know why his dad gets to grant permission i mean technically he's an adult but like also bad idea dad um yeah, that's just bad news. So, Bill tearfully told the reporters that he had tried his best to be a good son, but that he didn't get along well with his mother. Um, he said that they fought that week because he was thinking about joining the army, which she didn't want him to do. Still don't get how that translates to this crime, but whatever. So, this is, this is where it gets kind of good. Um, Bill Glenn's father retained local attorney Bart Durham. Shut the fuck To up. represent his son. Okay, so for those who are not local listening, by chance, Bart Durham is someone that anyone that lives here really loves to make fun of now. He's like an, I call him like an ambulance chaser, yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah, he's type a type of attorney. He's a personal injury attorney and here and has been as far back as my memory goes. I had asked my dad, I was like, you know, was he a defense attorney back yet, then? And I forget what my dad said he was doing, but he wasn't a defense attorney. And now attorney. his son does it with him. Yeah, but they do like personal injury but stuff. But Bart Durham looks like he died 10 years ago and was, has been is made out of like petrified wood. That's the popular belief. And his son is like controlling him like a ventriloquist <laughs> dummy. <laughs> that is what I imagine anytime I see those Bart Durham commercials. Yeah. Like he looks like he's carved out of wood. That's like, perfect. That's a perfect description. And you 
you really hit the nail. I wasn't sure how to say it, and I just wrote in my notes, he is well known for his corny TV ads and his odd look. Um, but I was actually really surprised to see the newspaper photos of him from this time. Did he not look so weird? No, he looks like he had a totally different fucking face, and he probably did. Are we dealing with, like, a face-off situation? Uh, well, maybe. Do you think he stole I, someone's face he, he liked better? He could have. I mean, it was just a face off situation <laughs> yeah i um so him, him and some other person are the john travolta and nicholas cage of nashville yeah apparently. but so if you're listening and you don't live here so you're not familiar with him if you live here you know who he is or you live under a fucking rock cause yeah you can't, cause you're pulled everywhere up, oh man you pull up at a stop sign and it's just, his head is just as big as God on a bus beside you. I'm afraid it'll scare my child. And um, there's commercials all the time mm-hmm. if you watch TV. And it's always someone that's been hit by a semi-truck. Yeah, yeah. Some unfortunate thing. Yeah. Uh, but so, if you haven't, you know, if you haven't seen him, y'all just do a Google image search, Bart Durham. Anyway, Bill. Don't say we didn't warn you, though. Yeah. Because yeah. he is terrifying it's, to look at. It's going to haunt your dreams. Um, but Bill denied the killing, and Durham later entered a not guilty plea on his client's behalf. Durham sought psychiatric testing for Bill, and he went through, quote, a lengthy confinement. I, I don't know how long that was. They, I, like I think they it was, put him in a psychiatric hospital? Yeah, it was at Middle Tennessee Mental Health Institute. I think I saw some indication it may have been around 30 days. Okay. Um, so, according to a news article, that's that's it was a lengthy confinement. Mm-hmm, um, but mm-hmm. uh, doctors there ultimately deemed him competent to stand trial, I'm sorry, I'm losing my voice again. It's been in and out lately. It's all right. Fucking pollen. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I came from a low-income family that was, that was struggling. You see how hard life can get. GC became a part of my life because I don't want my family to fall back into that. I never thought education would take me this far. I'm still young. I still have a lot to do in my life and just want to get things done the way I want with a good education under me. I'm Stacy, and Grand Canyon University helped me find my purpose. Um... So Durham maintained, though, that he felt Bill was incompetent, uh, but he felt like a jury would have found him guilty either way. Well, then <clears throat> what? Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't know. <coughs> this must be why he went to 
personal injury. Yeah, instead of being a defense attorney. Uh, Bill was also evaluated at Dee Dee Wallace Mental Health Center and found incompetent in January of 1977. Um, a private psychiatrist hired by the Glenn family through Durham also said Bill was, quote, probably incompetent to stand trial. Um, <clears throat> so... In April 1977, when Bill's $100,000 bond was set, Durham was still... God, this shit went on for a minute. Yeah, it did. Um, Durham was still trying to decide whether or not to use an insanity defense. Durham said in a radio interview that Bill was, quote, a a pitiful, pathetic creature for whom prison was never designed. Mm-hmm. Um, Durham also said that Bill heard voices and mm, okay. on July 9th, 1977, Bill actually testified that he didn't remember anything about the killing other than the period afterwards where he said he remembered, quote, being downstairs with a lot of people fussing at him. <laughs> Fussing. That that's a really that's a tame way of putting it. Everyone's just fussing at me. Like, why the fuck did you do this? <laughs> um. So the judge asked Bill if he was admitting guilt, and Bill replied, "Well, uh, well, the way it stands, it seems like I did commit it." Whoa. Yeah. The judge accepted Bill's guilty pleas for Heather's murder as well as the attempted murder of her uncle Jamie. Um, and But then in late July, the judge ordered further psychological evaluation of Bill by doctors, again, at the D.D. Wallace Mental Health Center. Mm-hmm. This time, they found him competent. Um, and the doctors there clarified that back in January, they weren't saying that he was incompetent to stand trial. Um, they were saying that he was unable to defend himself. I don't know. I don't get it. Cause I don't, you have to be able to like be able to assist in your own defense. Yeah. It, from everything I've ever understood, it's kind of goes hand in hand. Like you have to be able to understand the charges brought against you you have to be able to be competent enough to consult with your lawyer and to understand, like, what you're being charged with and to offer assistance in your own defense. And I'd say, I mean, it sounds like he probably met that criteria. Well, I mean, even if he didn't remember actually committing the I'm crime. I'm maybe jumping the gun here, but I'm assuming that they the only, like, fingerprints and stuff they found were his in the scene. Or did they um, even talk about that kind of stuff? It's been a minute since I wrote this, so I can't remember. Oh, that's okay. I'll find out when you do. I mean, I, I want to say I don't think there were fingerprints. I mean, you know, that they certainly... Ha- I mean, surely they had to have some way to connect him to the how girl. old was she again? She was three and a half. Just a baby. And so I'm assuming not to get, like, morbid about this. When they found her, was she nude? Um, I saw that when they got her to the hospital, unless I'm confusing her with one of these other awful cases, but I want to say that she still had her, um, pajamas on. They did, you know, they had initially charged him with sexual assault. Well, how did Um, they determine that, I guess, is what I was curious about. They did not give any details on that. At least not in paper. Um, That's fair. Yeah. Um, 
but that private psychiatrist that Durham had hired on behalf of Bill's family to examine him, he did, he testified that Bill was schizophrenic, which I guess would make sense if he was hearing voices, and that his thinking was, quote, too disorganized for a trial. Well, I mean, if he had schizophrenia, drinking is not, not it's just going to exasperate it. Um, so the psychiatrist said he felt like Bill wouldn't be able to assist in his own defense and that there was a defect in his memory that created an inability for him to remember facts about the crime. I don't really understand how all that works. I know what we talked about. Those are such hard things to prove. That Barton kid with the, the Halua Dismukes murder, you know, like he didn't have any memory of the crime either. That's. Well, and you know, it's really funny, or not funny, it's interesting to me the way that memory works, because, not to get off on a tangent, but it's funny, me and my mother were just having a pretty in-depth conversation about memory and how it works, and how there's people who experience extreme trauma who just completely blank out memory, and I always knew it was a phenomena that I'd read about, heard about that existed, but it wasn't until in the past, as adults, I have a cousin who went through some pretty, you know, not fun times when we were like young teens. And I just, I remember talking to her one day and she literally had no memory of events that happened when we were like 13 and 14 years old, which... You kind of understand if someone's like two, three, like your memory and your brain are still... It's your brain's way of protecting you, I guess. Right, but, but that can still continue even when you get older. And I think sometimes... I, I, I'm a believer in it only because I've seen it firsthand. That like she really... She's like, I don't remember. I don't know what you're talking about. And in my mind, I'm like, how could you forget that? I remember it clear as day, but I'm also one of those weirdos that has, like, extreme total recall of a a lot of things, like, from a very early age. Like, my memory is very, I mean, the older I get, it's not as good as it used to be. But, just to kind of circle back, I do believe that it's possible that people really just totally blank, like, black out. And don't remember certain things. The problem here, though, is is that when you can easily argue that that's convenient because you're being accused of doing something right, awful. Right, right. That doesn't mean that your brain might not still be acting the same way. Right. Well, I mean, that's a traumatic That's a traumatic event. Even if you did it, it, it could be, unless you have no conscience, exactly. that would be a traumatic event. So, it's a very touchy subject, but it's one that I find very... Interesting, because there's also no real concrete way of saying you're, you're telling the truth or not. Right. I just personally believe that it exists, the, the actual concept of it, because I've seen it firsthand. Right. And I don't know, there's no reason that the, you know, my cousin in this instance would lie. You know what I right, mean? There's right. no, like. There's no benefit for her. None. To lie about Exactly. It. So, I just find that very, uh, it's, it's a difficult situation all around. Like, how do you prove that someone doesn't remember? And, I mean, and then there's that whole idea of if someone is a, a true sort of, 
you know, sociopath and or psychopath, especially sociopaths, are very good at pretending. Right. Right. And so... Just to get get what they want. Exactly. And so they very easily just assume whatever personality or, or whatever suits the situation. So it's difficult. But this guy doesn't sound like he fits that bill. No, I'm yeah, I'm kind of willing to I buy feel like it. He, that he might have be a little mentally disturbed. Yeah. Um, and doesn't make it okay. I'm just saying it, it's it, a it crappy makes, situation all around. Yeah, and where it makes a difference is in like sentencing and where he needs to be confined. Exactly. You know. So in that instance, I don't just me personally I don't think that people who are extremely mentally disturbed are going to benefit from throwing them into a federal prison. Yeah. yeah. They need help. There's some people out there who don't believe in that philosophy. and There's some people out there who are assholes. Well, right. I I, mean, people who murder people are kind of assholes, too. That's true, but... You know, there Everybody are people needs who to quit being a fucking asshole. True. I'm tired of it. I am don't too. come in here and tell me you don't like Captain America. What? <laughs> <laughs> don't say it around me and not expect to have some sort of repercussion <laughs> either verbally or by physical reaction. Deshaun is gonna face. clap back somehow. I have a hard time restraining myself. So let me tell you about this murdering son of a bitch. Okay. So <laughs> I don't feel that way about this guy. He's not. <coughs> no, he doesn't he, give me that like the murdering son of a bitch vibe. So his he mom gives me that oh, bless his heart vibe. His mom. Yeah, wait till you see his picture, man. His mom testified that. She thought her son understood the charges and was competent, quote, to a certain degree. But that when it came to the facts about the crime, she said he couldn't do it, meaning he couldn't stand trial. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. Bart Durham also testified in his client's defense. I don't know how often that happens, but... um, What, that a lawyer testifies in a client's behalf? Yeah, Yeah, I meant to ask my dad about that, and I just forgot. Um, But... Durham told the court that Bill was easily led, you know, like you could tell him the sky is purple and he'd believe you, uh, mm-hmm. and that he really only had the understanding of like a nine or 10 year old child as far as court procedure. I remember reading some of the stuff from where the reporters came in and interviewed him in jail. And I mean, he was asking them questions about procedure. Cause like he didn't, and obviously he hadn't talked to a lawyer yet. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, he didn't know anything about it. Um, so through a plea deal, Bill Glenn, um, ended up convicted of second degree murder and he was given a 50 year, um, prison sentence in a concurrent sentence of 6 to 21 years for the assault on Jamie Pace. Uh, Durham requested that the Department of Correction put Bill in a new prison unit in the former facilities for the criminally insane at oh, Middle yeah. Tennessee Mental Health Institute. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wasn't able to find any information as to whether or not that was actually done. I hope it was. 
after the conviction, Bill's mother, Gail Glenn, told the press that she and her son wanted to make sure that it was noted that he was not convicted of any sex crime in connection to the killing. The paper didn't really give it that much of an explanation as to why, but said that the sex crime-related charges weren't pursued because of the other, quote, more serious charges against him. I, maybe, to me... That sounds like bullshit. I, I wonder if maybe they weren't able to get enough evidence. Maybe. Uh, I mean, to me... Maybe she was, you know, maybe she wasn't sexually assaulted. I hope not. I mean, it, what happened to her was horrible enough, but I... Right. I mean, it maybe just how her body was gave the impression that she was when you first saw her. And maybe if... I mean, I don't know, because I'd have to... Maybe based on, like... Where she was stabbed, maybe it gave the appearance. Right. I don't know where all he stabbed her, but, I mean, and there is also that thing where if you ask the average person, if you had to pick, most people are going to say, I'd much rather someone say I'm a murderer than a fucking rapist. Yeah, and have children, especially when you're about to go oh, into prison. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, his sentence... Ended in 1996. Um, I wasn't able to find any information that indicate, or I what I was able to find some information. Sorry, that indicated that he was still living at least as far as 2015. I think it was, it may have been in an obituary for one of his parents or something. But so I have no reason to believe he's died since. Okay, I, I don't know where he's where he is or what he's doing, but you know he did his time. So how did the, the how did the little girl's family react to it all? I mean, uh, other than the obvious, I just, I meant as far as the reaction to him being diagnosed with being mentally ill. Was there any note of that? Nothing. Nothing. I didn't get anything on that. But she, Heather Elizabeth Johnston, is buried at Harpeth Hills Cemetery. Okay. Um, so is Donna Summer. Oh. So there you have it. You know, there you, can't, you go. You can't be in you a cemetery a, in, you in can this do a area. stop shop. That's right. You can't be in a cemetery in this area without famous people. It's like true. Like one day, um, my little girl and I were wandering around at uh, Woodlawn, Woodlawn Cemetery. Uh, a lot of my family is out there in uh you know, I've kind of trained her not to be scared of cemeteries because I like to walk around and I mean, we're just wandering around and that's one of those boring ones with the, just the little metal plaques on the ground yeah. for, for the most part. So like if you see something where there's a bigger monument further away, you know, it's sort of, it's interesting. It stands out. So we saw something like that and we went to look at it and there was George Jones. Oh yeah. Yeah. Somebody, there was like a, like a stuff, like a toy possum hanging. Oh, <laughs> it was funny. Uh, I still haven't found Tammy Wynette out there. She's not far. She, yeah. I've seen her once. I gotta get over there. And I've, you know, I found a whole whole mess of people out at Mount Olivet. That's my favorite. Um, and uh, we just need to make a day where we go to cemeteries. Oh my god, yes! Before it gets too hot, it may already be too hot. We so. could we could go to maybe do a few at a time and do yeah. it when it's the sun is setting yeah so is that the end of that story that is the end of that story so now like a boner i'm gonna lift you back up all right so 
this is a little bit of a departure from my usual formula. Um, there was a murder, and that's actually not really where my focus is going to be on this one. I'll tell you what I've got on that, but um, I also wasn't really successful in tracking down a lot of facts on on this case um, as, as far as this guy's legal troubles and if anybody has information on that and wants to send it to me, that would be great. I primarily for my sources, I've been using newspapers.com. Mm -hmm. Um, and they don't, but the only Chattanooga paper they have is, um, it was like the Chattanooga rebel or something like that. It only, it, it only operated. Yeah. Like what that. A name. It, and it only operated for a few years in like the 1870s. So obviously not useful to me. They don't have like just a paper. I mean, they have a paper, but it's just not something that's available on newspapers. Oh, they don't have it, like, archived on yeah. the site. Yeah, and so, you know, I did what I could with Google, and there were a couple of things in the Tennessean, um, so, but, but you'll see a lot of this is not about the, the crime aspect. I wasn't super successful in tracking down facts about the case, murder, that was the case that they gave him, um, um, but after I give you the basics, we're actually going to talk about a house. So Billy Hull owned some Chattanooga strip clubs, the Castaways Club and the Lion's Den. And I, I think the way I read it is that they were connected or right next door to each other, but they were, they were two separate clubs. Um, and in the mid... And they were both in Chattanooga. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were like physically they like next to each other they shared a building. They okay. Yeah. Kind uh, of like, uh, I don't know if you were familiar with the jungle. I never went there, but I know. It, well, it shared yeah. a wall. It shared its space with a place called Miss Juanita's. I like it. I like yeah. It. Well, that's a story for another time. But <laughs> anyway. So what were the two names of the places? The Castaways Club and the Lions Den. Yeah, oh man, those are good names. Yeah. Already. And in the mid seventies, he was sentenced to twenty years in prison for hiring a hitman to kill his wife's boyfriend. Oh snap. Like you do. Roland Hargis, Gloria Hull's boyfriend, was shot when he was leaving the Tradewinds nightclub. In the early hours of May 3rd, 1973. God, was fucking hopping with nightclubs. Apparently. Yeah, I saw some great nightclub names in my research. Um, so the gunman, Larry Parker, was convicted of manslaughter. So he did kill him. Yeah, he, he hired this guy to kill him. And so, so he was sentenced to 20 years for hiring this dude. Um, and Hull... Also, allegedly tried to have another of his wife's boyfriends, Jerry Mitchell, Good killed. Grief. I have zero details on that other than the fact that the murder never happened. Okay. Um, he had a number, Hull had a number of other legal problems, and I think I may have called him Hull a minute ago, but it's Hull. But it's Hull, like H-U-L-L? Yeah, like the hull of a ship. Got it. When you're a castaway at the castaways club. And um, he owned both clubs? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, he had a number of other legal problems. He got in trouble for tax evasion in the 60s or the 80s or maybe both. Again, my information was sketchy. Well, how long was he in prison? 
uh, at least 20 years. I, he may have been in prison more than once. Okay. Um, at one point, he actually told an interesting tale to the tax court, and that you can find online, um, uh, just in, in the legal filings, about having helped his grandmother with her whiskey bootlegging business. Nice. He claimed that she gave him a lot of money and extravagant gifts, which explained why his lifestyle... Um, didn't line up with what the what he told the IRS he was bringing in. Uh-huh. You gotta be careful with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he even claimed that as doctors were working to save his grandmother's life just minutes before she died, that she had the presence of mind to call him over and whisper to him and tell him where she had buried some jars of money. Um, so I think, you know, the IRS thought that was some bullshit. Um, In the summer of 1976, a former Chattanooga police officer made allegations of corruption in the police department and the district attorney's office. And one of those claims was that the ADA had picked up alleged sex workers at Castaways and then brought them to Billy Hull's house. I don't know if they were saying the ADA was going to bang them or Billy Hall was or what, but, you know, it didn't make the ADA look good. Right. Um, The officer who made the allegations had at some point actually worked at the Castaways Club. It it wasn't clear on, like, in what capacity. I would would guess maybe, like, off-duty as a bouncer, security or something. Um, So, during Hall's murder trial, there was an allegation that was made that that same cop had actually set up the victim so Hull could get a, a, a mug shot of him. I'm not entirely sure what the purpose of that would be. Maybe he needed a picture of the guy to give to the hitman. He couldn't just snap a photo. I guess not. I don't know. <laughs> That's then. an awful elaborate way to get a Man, picture of somebody. Facebook would make it a whole lot easier to tell your hitman who well, they didn't have the actor. That's they true. did have Polaroid cameras. That's right. I don't know, man. Maybe they're just not that efficient in Chattanooga. Um, so there was a six-month investigation into those corruption allegations, and that concluded in March of 77. There was, there was no merit found in the claims. Um, the report from the investigation said that uh, people paid by Billy Hull were the source of a lot of those allegations, and it was just in an effort to take down the sheriff. Good um, grief. Yeah, it was not, not cool. Um, so no charges could be brought against Hull because paying people to lie isn't against the law, and, you know, nobody nobody told these lies in open court. Um, and then I found another article. Um, this was in the Tennessean, because I think maybe the, this trial happened here um it, he was acquitted of an arson charge in november of 77 oh, holy shit when the star he was acquitted when the star witness for the prosecution recanted his claim mm-hmm. that hall had paid him to burn down the light fantastic lounge I know, amazing. Dude, why would you want to burn down a place called the Light Fantastic? I mean, so like if you're a fucking place. asshole. Yeah, that sounds like the greatest place on earth. Um, so, and it was a competing club. Um, oh. but this this fire happened in 19, April 1973. So it was before. I think that was was that like a month before the the murder happened. Good grief! Um, he was on a roll. Yeah. Um, 
another witness, this was also somebody who was involved in that murder for hire plot, um, said that Hull had also talked to him about burning down the Light Fantastic Lounge. We're just going to um, use... The... I just want to keep saying I it. know. That's amazing. I want to go there. But I guess it burned down. Um, so Hull's lawyer attacked the other witness's credibility because of his extensive criminal record. Then it gets better. Um, in, Good grief. In April 19... Yeah, bad things happen around this dude. In April 1979, 32-year-old James M. Corvin's body was found in the trunk of a stolen car at a Chattanooga hospital. Corvin had been oh shot, and the body had likely been in the trunk of the car for several months. Oh, and no one noticed? You would think. I mean, it was like a part of the hospital. I mean, the way I you would hear, the yeah, people would have noticed that. I don't know. Weird. Maybe maybe that part of Chattanooga has some fragrant smells and people just don't notice. Um, I don't know. That seems suspicious. 16 years later, a Crime Stoppers uh, program led to the arrest of James Stephen Turner of neighboring Ringgold, Georgia. I mean, that's like right up against Chattanooga. Um, And so Turner was charged with Corvin's murder. The significance here is that Corbin was a defense witness in Billy Hull's murder trial. Oh, no. Uh, In one of my sources, I read that Turner, the the guy who killed him, was a friend of Hull's. But it didn't come from a news story, so I can't be certain on the accuracy of that. Um, And I'm, I'm also not clear on what kind of motive Hull would have had if he happened to be, you know, behind having this guy killed, but it, it raised my eyebrows. It was just, just a lot of bad shit going on around this guy. Um, and I don't know whether or not Billy and Gloria and Billy Hall ever divorced, but I wasn't able to find any indication that either of them had died. If they're oh. still alive, he would be in his 80s, and I think she would be as well. Um, I found I found some people with those names, you know, living in the general area where they would have been living, but I can't say for certain. Anyway, they'd be fucking old. Um, so before I go on, I want to reiterate the whole sketchy details thing. I got a few legitimate news articles and legal briefs, but most of what I found came from blogs, comments, forums, and tabloids. And so it's easy to see where people kind of played fast and loose with the facts. Sometimes I ran across conflicting information. Um, My main purpose here is really to talk about the whole house. And so when I describe it, some of my information is going to come from those sources and could be inaccurate. But for the most part, I tried to make sure my details were accurate um, by viewing photos and videos of the place. And I was even able to kind of come up with a few of my own observations on those details from looking at those. Um, I've only seen the pictures from that one article. Well, I've put together for our blog, like, links to a whole bunch of stuff through our, just the sources that I put at the bottom of it. uh, From where I did all my research, there are a lot of pictures and, and it's worth a look. I mean, this is, you know, this is kind of a silly thing to do in a podcast just because it is such a visual topic, but I am going to make 
all of that stuff available um, so everybody can see it because it's worth looking at. Um, but if you know for a fact that I got anything wrong, uh, not you, Tashana, but you, the, <laughs> the many, listeners. many, many listeners, my, my all my fans in Chattanooga, uh, please get in touch so I can make a correction. Um, I am I'm pretty into accuracy. I like it. Um, you know, we're not about fake news here. We're not, especially about boners, but really about anything. So, what I really want to talk about today is, as I said, the home of Gloria and Billy Hull, known as the Tiki Palace. A lot of the features I found on the internet about this place referred to it as, quote, the Swingers Tiki Palace. Mm -hmm. And I mm -hmm. found no actual information about whether or not the Hulls actually were swingers, but this place seems like some kind of a sex house, so, you know, you do with that what you will. Sex House. Sex House. Sex House. That's my new band. I can't believe there hasn't been a band named Sex House. Well, that sounds like... It reminds me of um, Andy on Parks and oh, Rec. Oh, yeah. Just Sex Hair. He, he, he oh, wanted yeah. to have a band called Sex Hair. Yeah. Um. So, okay. The home was located at 25 North Crest Road, which sits on Missionary Ridge... Let's take a pause here. I'm not that clever or creative, and I beg JR. I'm like, give me a sex joke about this sex house on Missionary Ridge. You can come up with it. The only thing Missionary was the name of the street. Apparently. In the sex house. Because if it's house. a sex house, that's it's just that's too vanilla yeah. of a position for the sex house. <laughs> hey, and if anybody went to any parties in this sex house... I think we want to know about it. Do we want to know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like a car crash. Yeah, seventies, seventies sex, and I mean, I've seen Deep Throat. Those are some, a lot of mustaches, a lot of things, natural hair, a lot of very natural. Everybody's natural. It's very natural. So anyway, this house is so. Um, that's what I'm imagining is a lot of mustaches. Pubic hair. Just a lot of hair. Feathered hair. Big, big hair. hair. It's a hair a palooza. Hair extravaganza. Boobs. boobs. Yes. Yeah, small Real ones. Yeah. Small, small yeah. ones, big ones, all sizes. Um, so this house is up on Missionary Ridge, overlooking Chattanooga. Um, the planning for it took two years, and once a builder was selected, it took another 14 months to complete. And construction concluded in 1972. I saw it mentioned somewhere that it was renovated in the 90s, though I don't know what was done. Um, in the numerous photos I've looked at, it still had a really 70s vibe overall. Um, so the 1972 issue of the trade publication Electricity and Building magazine. That's a good read. Mm -hmm. Um, listed it as 6,500 square feet. The rest of my sources, where it came up, said 5,600 square feet. So I'm not sure which is accurate, but you get the general idea. It was a pretty big house. Was it kind of... I imagine it on the side of, like, a mountain. but that, it, it kind of is. Okay. So sort of up at the top. Right. Um, <coughs> there were two large tiki's flanking the front doors on the exterior awesome. of the house. 
So then you step inside and you find hallways and bathrooms covered in marble. Uh, whether or not it's real marble, I don't know. I don't think it's it really matters. Off of. Yeah, yeah, and you know, seventies. Um, it it won't really matter when you get the whole picture whether or not it was real though. Um, some of the rooms had wallpaper, really hideous wallpaper. Hideous um, in a good way or a bad way? In a bad way. Oh, man. Because uh, you and I, we we appreciate the same. We have a high threshold for tacky. Yeah. I mean, we, we like these time capsule houses, and I love some Real. beautiful, ugly wallpaper. But this Me was too, not... but it wasn't even good, ugly wallpaper. No. What is oh. that room? What is that room in Elvis's house with the TVs and the yellow and the monkey and there's the a lot of yellow? Room? No, not the jungle room. I love the jungle room. I like yeah, some shag like, carpet. The jungle room's great. But the that one with the TVs, I think there's some ugly wallpaper in there that's good. But um or like like in the shining. Was it the carpet or the wallpaper? Like well, it depends on which area, not to get nerdy, but the carpet is what everyone remembers. Okay. So think of that in a wallpaper. Like things like that, I feel like we appreciate. Things like this, this shit's just ugly. Yeah, now I have to see it. Now we've had wallpaper talk here. Um, so <laughs> we can go on and on. That's an important, important segment. Um, and then there are a lot of mirrors mirrored walls, mirrored cabinetry, you uh -huh. name it. Yeah, I think that probably plays into that sex house theory quite Lots nicely. Lots of mirrors in the bedrooms. Uh, yeah, yeah, the the master bedroom definitely had a bunch of them. Okay. Um, a lot of the house has faux stone detail, mostly on the walls. Oh, um, like where it's like fake rock? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And one shot I saw, it came from a set of photos, and, and I'm going to include a link to these in the blog, too, where the home was staged for sale in, I believe, 2014. Um, it even showed what looked like a kind of an old tanning bed. Oh uh, shit! So yeah, hopefully you're getting getting the picture of tackiness that I'm painting. Um, so the focal point of the Tiki Palace is the 20 foot by 40 foot pool, um, and that's Jesus. Yeah, that's fucking huge. Outside or inside? Inside. Oh, I feel like I've seen pictures. Yeah, you have. The, oh, yeah, that has, yeah. Yeah, and it took up the bulk of the house. I have seen pictures of this. Reached pool. up to a 12-foot depth. Um, and virtually every source calls it Playboy Bunny shaped, which I don't see. There are two swimming tunnels at the top that lead to bedrooms, and I will come back to that. Shut the fuck yeah, up. I, would, I didn't realize that. I'm going to come back to that. That is kind of awesome. Um, those are sort of reminiscent of bunny ears, but the shape of it as a whole is not like the logo at all. It's just kind of oval? or uh, It's kind of just a weird shape. Okay. Um, but on the pool floor, inlaid in tiles, is the magazine's logo, with the word Playboy below yeah, it. Yeah, I've seen it. Um, and because because this guy super fucking classy had some real good taste. Um, there was also a rock waterfall at the other end of the pool. I feel like having the word Playboy is redundant. I feel like you could have just had the bunny and everyone would know. They get the picture. Everyone knows One what that think. symbol is. Yeah, this guy's tacky though. I mean, he, you know, this is like it's probably like one of those new money people who are just like going out of their way. Well, and he was probably like banging everything left and right, mm -hmm. but got mad that his wife was. Yeah, yeah, of course. So 
there's a 1972 photo, and I am including that, of Billy and Gloria Hull oh, standing by the pool. Um, and it looks like, okay, so there are these little kind of curved footbridges over each of the the swimming tunnels or bunny ears or whatever you want to call them, and they're each standing on one. And, and it looks like it's shag carpeting or some sort of grass on those at the time. Oh, maybe it's like astroturf. I hope so. I or because carpet's bad news. Yeah. Well, that's what that's what I was thinking because my lungs start to hurt every time I see those pictures of it. Even though it's awesome, that Jane Mansfield's bathroom with, oh, the, with floor the floor to ceiling pink shag carpet. It's just I look at it and it's awesome, but then all you I also can think about all the mold. Yes. And it's like the mold existed then. It's not a new invention. Yeah, you have um, to have like a million fucking vents. Yeah. Well, so contemporary photos show just tile there on those. So whatever it was, carpeting I, or I grass would, I don't or astroturf. It was like astroturf grass. It's gone now. Um, okay. And in the room were real palm trees. That there's some there now that are clearly fake. Um, real animal heads. That had been, you know, shipped in from around the world. Who has those now? Jack White? uh, Probably. (laughs) Bamboo and palm matting on the walls. And I I wrote here, again, what about mold? Um, I did read, though, that they had some kind of dehumidifying system in the room. So hopefully that kept things from getting gross. But, like, it it was such a huge room. I don't know how you could dehumidify it effectively. Or, I don't know, maybe. Well, plus you're in Tennessee where it's humid. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Which yeah. I don't think it's as humid there as it is in Middle Tennessee. I don't know, man. But they got the river right there. Humid. Um. So, and of course, the pool area had a full bar because you can't live in a place like that, you know, sex house or whatever, without a cocktail in your hand at all times. Was it like a tiki style bar? Um, I I'll be disappointed. It's just kind if it of a wasn't. regular bar. I can't remember. I have to look at the pictures. Again. Was it a bar you could swim up to? No, which is a real, that's a, what a waste. What a fucking waste. That's why we need to design a home. That's right. That's right. Um, And according to that 1972 trade magazine article, there was a closed circuit TV for monitoring the pool. I don't know why you need Uh that for an indoor pool. I know exactly Um, why you need that for the indoor pool. Yeah. I'm thinking there's some something freaky going on there. So it was only on the closed circuit on the pool? Uh, That's what it, I mean, that's the way they made it sound. And the monitors fed into the bedrooms. Mm -hmm. So, um, and let's talk about the bedrooms. Yeah, I want to hear more about these, these swimming tunnels. Okay, so the bedrooms there are these two bedrooms up above the you know the pool the head of the bonnie there and the the walls to those bedrooms that faced into where the pool was had tented glass i i don't think it was one-way glass i think it was just that would be glass. even more like what I, i'm not really sure in the pictures of it you see now you can see it looks like it's sort of brown tinted it's all smashed up but um they uh the, they formed the barrier there between the pool area and those bedrooms. And the way it worked, so the top of this pool has these two little tributaries Tunnels. coming off of it, like bunny ears. And they, they each of them go under the little curved footbridge. And then they go under that glass wall. 
and you come up in a bedroom and there's a little, you know, like a pool ladder you can climb out into the bedroom out of the pool so that you can go have your weird hairy 70s sex. Somebody is going to get mad for like the, you know, shaming hairiness here. I'm not doing that. No, just, it's just a matter of fact. It's like, just, yes. people didn't care about body hair the way that people care about it to a degree now that I find like ridiculous. Yeah, if you want to have your body hair, have at it. Um, but you know, so I don't know where I'm going with that. I don't think I can dig my way out of that one. I, if anyone's <laughs> upset about just stating the fact that people didn't do as much shaving back then, then they're just being dumb. Yeah. Dummies. Dummies, dummies. So, um, yeah, you could swim under the footbridges and under the glass walls and emerge in the bedrooms at the tip of each bunny ear. Um, I saw it mentioned somewhere that there are three bedrooms, but I can only, I, I couldn't quite confirm that visually. If there are, it gets lost because naturally, like what people want to talk about are those swim-in bedrooms. That's what the photos are of. I can't blame them. I mean, right. who cares about a bedroom you can't swim into? Right. One of those two was the heavily mirrored master bedroom. Mm -hmm. You know, it had mirrored cabinets, walls, probably ceiling. Um, and one description of the home mentioned a bathroom with, quote, opposing pink toilets flanked by a stunken, stunken, sunken stone shower. Um, I didn't ever see any pictures with two toilets. I did see... What? Well, I saw a shot of a lone pink toilet and another one of a lone pink bidet. <gasps> yeah. Nice. So that may have been what they meant. Um, these people obviously were kind of weird, but hopefully not weird enough that they, they had, need like, to be using facing toilet. toilets. Yeah. Oh my God. The love toilet. Forgot about that. There are those seats at um, Centennial Park that are kind of like oh, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I always think of the love toilet. Yeah. We, we don't want any part of the love toilets. You know, I am like, all for people doing what they need to do as long as everybody's of age and nobody's getting hurt. Right. But let's but let's leave toilets. The love toilet. Let's leave the love toilet out of it. Um I did I watched a video where some teenagers went in the house um and they showed at least one mirrored ceiling. It was in a bathroom. What? Yeah. That is too weird for me. And also, as an aside, I put in my notes, I'm concerned about the Windex budget in this house. There's so they many had to, They probably had to have someone that their sole job was to wash windows. Yeah, and mirrors, and then they, you got those glass on you the swim to, in They bedrooms. have a, an astronomical Windex and squeegee budget. Yeah, yeah. That's some intense, intense Also, squeegee. I could be really crass right now. Yeah, I, I, I had some thoughts. Why maybe it was convenient to have. Let's just let, let people draw their own <laughs> conclusions there. <laughs> so the, the living room, I mean, I think like the pool room was sort of a living room. Uh, but okay. then, you know, like if you don't And it was wanna... just one floor, right? It wasn't yeah. multi-level. Yeah, it appeared to be one floor. There may have been a little bit of storage downstairs, like a, you know, a partial level downstairs. Right. I saw, you know, in this video with these kids, but it seemed like 
for the most part it was just on one level um the living room just the you know non-swimming pool room that was located in the rear of the house it had a full bar made of marble and had mirror colored walls this was one of the rooms that had carpeting it was like deep red carpeting Ooh, it was nice no it was it was ugly what? and it wasn't it wasn't shag carpet i will forgive any color sin for shag carpet love the fuck out of shag carpet if it is avocado green give it to me when we first moved into our house that i now took over the house i grew up in that's all that was in the house shag carpet or deep red carpet no shag and mm. a lot of it was brown yeah. But in the basement, it was black and red, like, marbleized. Remember when that nice. was the thing where they would, like, intertwine colors? Nice. And I'll have to find pictures I can actually show you of when we first moved in, because you could see it. That's amazing. I feel like shag carpet would be hard to, like, keep clean and care for, but just... Well, as we, an we I- ended up ripping it all out. But. As an idea, I love it. I, like I said before, I love the jungle room. Um... But, but I'm pretty sure that's why they probably stopped making it because it it's hard to clean. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, so they didn't have shag carpet that I saw. Um, well, but they're sinners. It was just this ugly kind of deep red carpeting. Um, the house also has this massive multi-level deck on the back, Uh-oh. Um, which wasn't without its own features. There was a sauna out there, mm. um, like saunas, and yeah. a huge hot tub. That I was I read... about to ask. These people have to have a hot oh, tub. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I read somewhere that it seats 12. Holy um, moly. And this is on the side of the house, you know, overlooking, because they're on that ridge. So like the look mountain. Over overlooking yeah. Tattanooga. Yeah. You'd have a nice view at night. Um, and <laughs> um, so there's a hot tub hot tub that seats 12 and then of course as you might guess there was an outdoor bar it looked pretty simple kind of small mm-hmm. um <clears throat> i noticed in that video that i watched that there was a red spiral staircase on the deck it was sort of like right up against the house and i i got curious about it because because it is just pretty much a one-story building mm-hmm. um so i looked at the satellite view in google maps and i, I really couldn't get any get any sense of why that was there it does look like most of the roof is flat so maybe there was stuff going on on the roof yeah or maybe even just as another place to have an observation and why make you know like a simple set of stairs to get up there when you can have this ridiculous spiral staircase outside right um according to some comments i saw on a blog there was originally a Playboy Bunny logo painted on the driveway. Good Lord. Um, the comment claimed that the Halls received a cease and desist order and had to paint over it. By who? Playboy? I guess. And you can, where, where on the driveway it was painted, you can actually see, sort of see down there from, from what I saw in the street view. Um, or from like the city. I didn't say. They made it sound like it came from Playboy. Yeah, but why would Playboy care unless you were charging admission to your house? Who who the fuck knows? But what they painted over, it was still there. And I went back and had a closer look from Google Maps. It's Mickey fucking Mouse. Shut up. And it looks like 
it's in the center of a helipad. And there was one commenter that said Wait, something. Wait, they about, had a helicopter? Well, I have no confirmation on that. There was one commenter that said something about them having one. Um, I don't know if there's any truth to that. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, you know, they had well, these boats. People, and, these people clearly have more money than sense. Yeah, yeah. So... I guess, you know, to paint a Mickey Mouse there after if removing a Playboy bunny, it's probably kind of like a fuck you. Um, the Daily Mail, who did a feature on this house. That's the one that I read. Yeah, that was, my mom sent us that. And that's sort of like where I first got this information. Um, I, You know, it's kind of garbage. It's like... It's like mid-level tabloid. Who, Daily Mail? Yeah. Sometimes they have decent stuff, though. It's like people. Um, right. And I, so I, I questioned some of the accuracy on their details here. They said, the, they said the home had been largely abandoned since 1973. I'm not sure that that's accurate. Just based on a lot of the items that were left behind in the house... And, and, you know, the decent enough condition that it was in in the 2014 real estate photos. It looks like somebody might have lived there in more recent years. Right. Um, again, if anybody is listening to this who knows about it and could shed some light, tell us. So can we um, go see it in person? No. I'm going to... And yeah, I, I'm coming to that. Um, I don't... I, I don't think it's likely that many families would have lived there since the halls, though, because you would think if a lot of people had been through there, at some point somebody would have done an extensive renovation. Um, like I said, it's not really a fun, kitschy kind of retro house. It's just, it's fucking tacky. And, like, if you threw some gold paint on shit, it looks like something Donald Trump could have chosen. Oh, it's, gotcha. Yeah, it's that kind of tacky. It's not good tacky. Um Based on it's not Elvis tacky. No, no, it's just gross. Mm -hmm. Um, based on a lot of photos and comments I saw, it seems like the house had actually not been vandalized as late as the summer of twenty fifteen, but sometime over the course of the next year it was trashed. I don't know if people just kind of like word got out on the internet or what. Um and let's go destroy it. It it was supposedly condemned and slated for demolition that may or may not have already happened. You know, I read a lot of things about how, you know, clearly the neighbors don't like people traipsing in and out of there and they'll just fucking call the cops on you. Um and and that brings what do me they to care? Well it's not their house. I don't know. I mean you just don't you don't want a lot of people just doing shit in your neighborhood what if they start a fire and you know everybody on the road maybe is on fire. but um but so i can see the little wheels turning in everyone's brain especially yours um you don't even think about trespassing pre presuming it's still there um the chattanooga Says police who? well the chattanooga police department they've had a lot of trouble with it and so now they have zero fucking tolerance policy for that particular property they don't they're not going to let you off without a warning they're going to charge you what? with trespassing and then you know potentially vandalism that's lame i but i don't know that it's still there um so i'm including my sources as, as i always do um in the blog but this time you may actually care enough about them to, to click the links and look at them you should i it's worth it just because the pictures are so fun and it's you know they're sort of some different areas there are you know a couple of old pictures from that trade magazine there are pictures of it with the vandalism 
um, pictures of it prior to so the vandalism. So you couldn't find any record of like they lost the house. Um, I, I mean, I think he, he must have at some point. Wouldn't and she have kept it? I, you know, they had the all the tax issues. So oh, that's right. The government. Not. They might have seized it. So, um. I, you know, and I don't know if it's as easy to look up. So, some places you have to pay to have access to look up property records online. Um, here in Davidson County, you don't. Like I've said before, I, you know, know how much people paid for their ugly fucking houses. But, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, you can see here in Davidson County, you can see ownership history of a house. And so, you know, we might be able to look something up on that one and see how many hands it's gone through or whatever. Right. It still probably wouldn't wouldn't necessarily tell you much about occupancy. So if anyone who is listening to this knows about it or has heard stories about it or maybe your mom was, you know, banging people in that pool in the 70s because everybody knows about your mom. Um Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell us. I saw a sign. I I just to completely depart from this when in the half marathon the other day, um, there was there was two signs stapled up on a telephone pole, um, because you know people hold signs along the route, and a lot of times they're really funny. And and one of them it said, "If this was easy," and the second sign said, "It would be your mom." Oh, that gave me a nice, uh, you know, a much needed chuckle at mile five. There you go. So thanks to whoever stapled that sign up. Hey, yes, awesome people of the Belmont neighborhood. Um, and I have one more thing to say that's not really related to anything, but it was just something I've been thinking about as I've been researching these cases. Sure. Um, we're a lot of these are about white girls. You know, it's kind of like the whole thing where you always see people paying attention to the pretty white girl who's missing on the news uh-huh. and that sort of thing. Uh, and I'm like, I just don't know any stories. I'm hoping that I will find some, I mean, I'm not like hoping people are dead, but, um, you I would, would like, like to, to tell, yeah, I would like to tell some stories of people of color. I don't want people to think that we're just ignoring that. I haven't gotten to any yet. Uh, we would love suggestions. We'll, we'll so. have to keep looking for that. Yeah. We also really haven't talked about any, like, men that have been murdered either. No, we haven't. So we'll have to look into that, too. I know some men I'd like to murder. Uh, That's a totally different show. That's another show. Yeah, that's a... (laughs) And we run a kill. (laughs) Anyway, so that's all I've got today. Do you have anything you want to add? No, not really. I don't see what I could add. All right. Well, I'm working on writing another episode, and I have another thing after that I'm interested in, and I don't know where you are with your shit, but hopefully we'll... I have a few that I'm researching. One, I'm, I need to talk to a few people because yeah. we might have some guests. Um, like and then the other, I just need to, I had to take a break from it just because it was so sad. Yeah. Well, and we've both been super busy lately. It's true. Um, for me, I think things should be calming down some. Now Same. that I'm not going to be running 80 bajillion miles a week. So, um, hopefully we can get some more stuff out soon. Yep. So, see you next time, people. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs>